Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It will be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. If they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. That was Luke 17, 1 to 5. And Matthew 18, 21 to 22 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Hey there. This is Anne Ajadi with Dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. And we are focusing this season on Lent, the season of Lent, the season of reflection, the season of reintrospection. And we are turning the attention inwards. We are cleaning up our acts and making ourselves ready for what God would have us do, what, what He has planned for us going forward. And today, we are going to, we're still talking forgiveness, we're still talking how to go when things do not go our way. So today, let's talk forgive the offender and forgive yourself. Many people have no problems forgiving the people that had wronged them, but when it comes to forgiving themselves, they beat themselves to a pop, they, they, they are so hard on themselves and they can't imagine why they let things happen to them the way they happened. Let me tell you something, my dear friend. Forgiveness is a willful decision to release the feeling of anger, bitterness, resentment, whether it is overt or covert. Wishing you could pay the offender in the same coin or beating yourself that how could I have allowed this to happen to me? Hmm. Forgiveness, my dear, is being deliberate about excusing the frailties or shortcomings of others. It understands that all things being equal, no one in their right mind and will set out to hurt another. It is recalling that we all have breath of God inside us. We all embody God. No one with God ruling their hearts will willfully cause his brother pain. It recognizes that it is human to err. And for as long as we live in this earth sooth, we will be offended. We will offend others. You know, I remember a personal experience with a dear brother and friend some time ago. He made significant life changes and it was obvious things did not pan out as expected. Believing in Christ, he knew the drill. He did not complain. He thanked God for everything. He did his best to adhere to the rules of engagement, but the storms in and around him were fiercely raging and he could hardly keep his head above the waters. 
The result, he robbed almost everyone around him off the wrong way, me inclusive. His actions riled me up one time too many and I decided to address the issue. As I was plotting my course for the big com- confrontation, I heard the voice of the Spirit say to me, Your brother is hurting. Instead of getting angry with him, you need to cover him and help him navigate his way out of the murky waters. I was disarmed and compassion filled my soul. I saw the issue from the God angle and my outlook changed. What will we do when someone has offended us or when we think that we let them offend us? The pain is deep. The consequences are dire. There is grace, my dear friend, inexhaustible grace. The blood of Jesus ensured that no matter how mountainous the issue is, the blood already paid the price. Convince yourself that your brother made a mistake by offending you and let it go. You need to be free. Negative emotions have a way of eating up whoever gives room to them. You ask me, suppose they are not sorry. Many times, the people who offend you, I mean, if they knew better, they wouldn't have done what they did. So how will they know to be sorry for what they did if they didn't know better in the first place? And my dear, what is that to you? You must forgive. And like we said some time ago, it is not about them. It's about your sanity. It's about your peace. I read a piece earlier today. It said, look, the older you get, the more calm you want in your environment. The more peace you want, the more serenity you crave. Don't want anything to disturb your equilibrium. You don't want anything to crawl into your space and rattle your very being. And let me say something to you. I have met many folks bent over by sickness and pain. And when we trace it, because I like to go to the core of the issue, when we trace it, we find offense, we find unforgiveness, we find a holding on to some past event. There is a dangerous twist to the matter of unforgiveness. Let me tell you. It may be easier to forgive some other person who has offended you, but almost impossible for you to grant the same grace to yourself. It is why we blame ourselves and refuse to come out of the dark alley such decisions send us. Refusing to forgive yourself and let go of the past is building a lovely house for depression and other mental issues. It is the reason people just go into their shells and they cannot crawl out of it. And someone may say to me, but I want to forgive, but the pain is too deep. The, I don't even, just seeing the person annoys me. I don't know how to forgive. You think I don't want to forgive? Oh, my dear friend, I know you do. And I know it's not that easy. But you know something? When you hand it over to God, it becomes easy. And to solve this problem. Let us look at it in several, in some ways. Number one, I want you to confront the issue. Own your contribution to the problem. Take responsibility. Don't push the blame. Instead, admit your wrongdoing. Denounce bad behavior. 
acknowledge your emotions, whether it is shame, it's guilt, the regret, their cousins, and understand that they are hurting you more than you desire. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, even as you unearth these, these bad things that have come to become tenants in you. And number two, I want you to be gentle, be patient. Remember, you're also human and you are subject to frailties. And truth be told, I confess, I do not do well in this regard. I'm usually very hard on myself. But in recent times, the Holy Spirit has helped me to realize that buried inside that act was pride, which is not tenable in the ways of God, because the Bible tells us that God resists the proud and he grants grace to the humble. Who are you? Because most times when things happen to us, we are like, how can they hold me? How can they do this to me? My dear, there is nothing to you. All you are is by the grace of God and embrace that grace. There is really, 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 there's nothing to be proud of. And you are not all that. Whatever you they see that is good, it is grace. Whatever they see in you that is bad, it is the devil and your contribution. And number three, my dear, is that you be genuinely sorry for your wrongdoing. Do not shift blames. Don't. Don't make it about other people's actions. Instead, be sincere in your apology to yourself. Don't say they made me do it. No, you wanted to do it. I always say something. I said, look, nobody can bring anger out of you if anger was not inside you. So don't shift the blame. Don't say somebody did something. You contributed to it. And maybe you should even thank them for helping you to bring out the negative that is inside you. Number four, I want you to let it go and move on. Be gracious to others and be compassionate to yourself. And number five, don't waste your pain. Learn from them. Let the experience teach you. It may be a very costly lesson to learn, but don't waste all that resources. Make right the wrong. You may need to apologize to others or even to yourself. It is a way of champions. Let me tell you what I do. I take myself in my bathroom. I look in the mirror and I speak to myself. I speak words that I want to hear. So let's say I felt like I shouldn't have done something. I say, Anne, I forgive you. I forgive you. And don't do it again. Number six, I want you to watch out for future triggers. Leave the issue better, not bitter. Avoid falling into the same pitfalls in the future. You know, we said own your contribution to to the issue. So when you have owned your contribution, tell yourself where you went wrong and avoid such mistakes in the future. Number seven, letting the matter rest is not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of lily being lily-livered. The Bible talks to us about the power to forgive. Let me tell you, if they say there is need for power to forgive, it means it is the, it's the way of the strong. Only the strong can get rid of offense whether the offense is caused by you or it is caused by someone else. Understand that only it is the way of the wise, it is the way of the strong. And number eight, know that refusing to forgive yourself and others is the same as disobeying God. Remember, disobedience is a sin. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, 
the Lord will not hear me. And before I let you go today, I want to ask you a few questions. Do you agree that refusing to forgive another person's offense is a sign of pride? And if you say yes, save the reasons why. And if you say no, why are you saying no? And in what ways are you holding on to offense? And I want you, in doing this introspection, I want you to describe the pain that you suffered from wrongs due to you. Describe it. Say how it exactly made you feel. So something as something like, ah, I was so ashamed. It brought back the feeling of inadequacy. It brought back the feeling of, oh God, why me? Own it. Unveil it. The hold the devil has on us is when we hide these things. Write down the five things that the, your pain taught you. So this thing pained me and it taught me that, oh God, I'm not as strong as I think. Oh God, I need your help. And when you have done that, document your line of action going forward. So what are you going to do differently than what you did? What did you do that brought it about? And what can you do to avoid it in the future? What would you change if you got another chance? My dear friend, the whole essence of this, the whole essence of why we're reflecting, why we're introspecting is so we can be a better person, so we can be better equipped to fulfill our mission on earth. The reason we are stopping at this season of Easter, this season of Lent, is so that the death and resurrection of Jesus in our lives will make meaning that people will see us and want to be like us. That is the whole essence. For today, I would like to leave you. Remember, forgive yourself. Forgive them. Forgive yourself. It is not that deep. Years to come, the pain will not be there anymore. You may remember it, yes, but the pain should have left you. Let it go, my dear friend. Let it go that you don't need them in your onward journey. God bless you. Know this, I love you, but God loves you more.